Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 283, Meeting What Arises with Love and Compassion with Bill DeKramer. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So this conversation is with change coach Bill DeKramer, and um, I think you're going to love it. We we cover a lot of ground and we, we go pretty deep um, as we get into this. And it all started with um, Bill sharing a metaphor about waking up a sleeping dog, which I still in this moment don't remember exactly, but it doesn't matter because I I heard him talk about that. I don't know. Something was just like, wow, this could just be a really rich discussion. And I, I also knew that um, Bill's an amazing coach and that he's seen a lot around feeling and being with what's arising, um, both personally and with his clients. And so that's what we talk about. We, I love some of the stuff that came up in this conversation um, around how how it can look at one point like like I have this trigger, you know, like these things trigger whatever this is in me, this old, these old wounds or this anger or this hurt. And it looks like the world, you know, is just full of potential triggers of that. And in a sense it is, I wouldn't say they're in the world, but, but it's like that energy, those feelings are are wanting to be expressed. So it's no wonder that all kinds of things and circumstances and other people, apparent things and circumstances and other people appear to trigger this and how innocent it is for us to think that's a problem. To be like, wow, I need to get to the root of this or why is this still coming up? Or this is about how my dad treated me or what happened in this trauma or whatever. That's so understandable as an explanation, so innocent. But as Bill and I discussed, like there's a completely different, like completely different way of seeing that that has nothing to do with anything being a problem. You know, it's like this energy is there and it just wants to be triggered so that it can be felt. It's just like a dammed up river. And and how we kind of are with that, how we see that, our perspective on that, I think it can just make all the difference in the world when it comes to feeling. This feeling stuff is so huge and so simple, but there's so much work the mind does to try to keep it, keep us away from it. And so much innocent misunderstanding. And and Bill shares, you know, how seeing the inside out nature of things has really allowed him to feel more. So how we talk about feeling without um, labels and and um, we talk about just this sense of perfection and everything that's showing up exactly when and how it's showing up and how we can meet it with love and compassion the way you might um, meet a dog or you know you wouldn't just go jar your dog awake you just kind of very gently wake up your dog or wake up your baby and that's how we can be when this emotion and these feelings get woken up within us. It's so simple. And it really is just, I think, starting with kind of seeing like, wow, what if there is some perfection in this? This is not a problem. It's not about me. It's not personal. It's not anymore about what happened 40 or 50 or 60 years ago. It's just meeting what's here right now in this moment with absolute compassion. Um, so Bill's amazing at talking about this. He's a super compassionate guy by nature. Um, and again, he's had a lot of insights into this. So I think you'll love this conversation. If you want to see more about Bill, um, I'm going to share his website in the show notes. His website is BillDeKramer.com. Um, and he's an amazing coach. And he also coaches with his wife, Connie, around health stuff. And their website um, amazinghealtheffortlessly.com, which I'll also put in the show notes, is is great. You can work with them, but they also have recipes and videos and all kinds of great resources. So check them out and enjoy this conversation with Bill DeKramer. Hi, Bill. Thanks so much for coming back on Changeable. Oh, hi, Amelia. Glad to be here. I've, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, good. Me too. Um, 
so so yeah, I had the idea to ask you to come talk with me. And and as I was just telling you before we hit record, I don't even remember uh, what that was going to be about. But I do know we were on a call together and you mentioned um, kind of a metaphor that you that had just come up for you that you had been talking with clients about. And, um, and it just sounded really juicy. So anyway, this is a horrible opening, but maybe you can just tell us what that metaphor was and we'll just see where this takes us. Yeah, it was kind of a fun insight. I love metaphor to try and understand and, and explain how life works because really, you know, we're talking about the formless coming into form. There's there's never really words to exactly explain what's going on. But metaphors help me understand, uh, get some familiarity with my experience. And there's an old saying, um, let sleeping dogs lie. I heard that years ago, and it made a lot of sense because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I've got a, a boss that has a short temper, you 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 want to learn how to interact with him to not trigger him, you know. So we all have these what you might call trigger points, and the I saw them as kind of being like the sleeping dogs. We've got something kind of buried inside of us, asleep inside of us, dormant but not dead, <laughs> and. A circumstance will come up, somebody will say something or whatever, it'll touch that, that whatever we've pushed down. And it seems to me that, you know, these sleeping dogs, what we've pushed down are feelings. There's a feeling that occurred in most everything that I've kind of worked with recently. I can trace back to, it's a feeling that occurred in my childhood, (laughs) And uh, it's like, that was scary, so let's figure out a coping mechanism to dance around that, not have to feel that again. And isn't it interesting how we carry them into our adulthood, and we're no longer five or six years old, but something happens, and it's like, it wakes that sleeping dog up. It's like that dog got kicked, and, well, it's kind of like... um, Kind of like the Amazon guy comes to the front door, rings the doorbell, and that dog's just going, boop, 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 you know, <laughs> it's like it's startled and it's going crazy. So a circumstance comes and it touches that, the doorbell rings, and it gets really upset again because there's so much resistance to feeling that I don't want to. I put you down there so you wouldn't do this again. Now, would you? <laughs> and so this sleeping dog is yapping. And I saw that, you know, what I used to do if I get triggered is I will um, kind of lash out. You know, I I will kind of meet meet the the, the barking dogs, like the dog is barking at the front door. And I don't just quietly say, oh, honey, it's okay, settle down. It's like, be quiet. I kind of match that energy. That energy comes up, and that's what comes out of me. And so it's like, well, I've begun to experience as I understand the inside-out nature of life, that when I get triggered, I'm just feeling the, the, the feelings of the thinking I have. So when I get triggered, it's not really about the circumstance. It's not the guy at the front door. <laughs> it's not the dog that got kicked. It's the meaning that I'm still giving to that experience. Like, don't ever talk to me again that way. That's the way my father used to talk to me. I, you know, it's like we even know it's from the past, and we're trying to, we're still trying to resist meeting that feeling, being okay with that feeling, dealing with it as I'm still just five or six years old. It's so interesting. So then, for the metaphor, I thought: so, how do you really get a dog? to be quiet in a way that isn't kind of creating this separation. You know, I can yell at the dog and it might stop barking because it's getting yelled at, but that doesn't settle the dog down. It's still just being quiet. (laughs) And so what I would do is I would, you know, approach the dog and, and, and try and embrace it and try, you know, my being settled, I need to be settled, and then I can approach the dog from that settled place, and it will settle too. And when it settles, everything's cool. 
It's like if I can get to the dog, if it'll settle enough with my being settled, that I can start to pet it, let it know it's okay, there's nothing to be afraid of, it settles down and suddenly we're connected again. So in the analogy, it's kind of like if I'm willing to feel these feelings, no longer resisting them, no longer not wanting to feel them, but to just explore what they really are. Because like, you know, dealing with a dog or sometimes I'll, I'll see a parent dealing with a child who's <laughs> all worked up and you don't know what's going to work. You've got to be really present and just feel into it. What's going on? What might work? And you try this different thing. And it's like when that feeling's going on inside of me, if I've been triggered and sometimes maybe I've lashed out, I can stop now, understanding that what's going on isn't because <laughs> they put that feeling in me. And I can I can open, you know, the, the phrase that you often use now is welcome what's arising. If I will open to welcome what's arising, it's not like there's a formula for how to really feel it, really how to embrace it, how to how to settle myself down and it down but being present something always comes on exploring what what is this feeling what is it really all about just like i would deal with a dog you know what is it honey it's okay i'm petting and, and i'm just looking and searching for what is going to help that dog settle down because in that openness i know there's there's a way there's a way, there's this intention. It's like, and the intention is to feel close again, to bring it back into the fold, so to speak. So, you know, these feelings, this is what I've experienced as I've gotten more grounded in the inside-out nature of life, is that when I get triggered now, when my default used to be just go down that road and blame and blame it, and maybe hold a grudge for a few days or, who knows, a few weeks, maybe a few years. Oh. Um, and you know, now, when I get triggered and start down that road, somehow there's a little voice that comes up. That's not accurate, Amy. It's not like there's a voice. There's, there's somehow a knowing. Something comes into my awareness that I don't have to feel like this. You know, as I've gotten to understand the inside-out nature of life more and more, when I'm caught in the feelings that are being produced by outside-in, there's somehow in, the, in that greater understanding that's developed now to, I guess, pause. You know, it's like, oh, wait, this is that old feeling that comes when I'm believing my thinking. <laughs> and in that pause, there's the opportunity to settle and in that settle, then, that settledness, I, I'm still at a choice point. I can still bring it up in a moment. Or I can just see what's going on and, and, and bring that in. And, and, and <laughs> what is it? You're welcoming it is a good way. Embrace it. I guess that's the word I'm trying to say. If I embrace it, then... You know, it, it's just my whole inner experience completely changes. And the other thing that I love about it is when I shift, you know, I'm able to look in that other direction about how this is all occurring. And I come back into that space of settledness and, and not being afraid of that feeling anymore. Um, my next step shows up. So let's say I, I said something sharp to Connie. Um, from that open space that was maybe only 60 seconds after, you know, this came out of my mouth, I know what to do. Well, I don't know exactly what to do, but there's a thought of how I can calm the waters. What to, it's so beautiful how I think our innate intention is to connect and, 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 and to experience closeness. So when I 
spark. <laughs> I'm scared and there's a sense of separation. And then when I recognize, oh, I don't have to go down that road, things settle and then there is the next step. It's not just, okay, now everything's fine. Because, you know, if I was inappropriate in some way, I got to do something. But, and it's from that settled place. And I'm, and I'm willing to just be completely responsible for what I did. I mean, it is so different because in the past, if I'd bark and I felt I was right, I would keep justifying it in my mind and keep feeling terrible <laughs> and keep feeling separate. Yeah. So this is just, you know, the welcoming what's arising has changed everything. And, and the little analogy of, Sleeping dogs has been something that helps me understand it and, and share it with others. The way you talk about um, getting close again and bringing it close, and even the even the the feeling, the whatever whatever's arising that was triggered, um, you're wanting to bring it closer. I think that's like so what we need to hear, and so not what our mind wants to do, but there's mm -hmm. like layers and layers of metaphor in that even because even as you talk about if you say something mean and then there's a space and something will be done and it all kind of feels like it unfolds. I think, I don't know if I can articulate this, but it's like there's something in that that's pointing to the absolute seamless nature of everything already. Mm -hmm. wow. but, but when you feel, when we get triggered and we think, oh no, that's because this happened before and then look at me, now I'm being a jerk. It's just chop, 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 chop. Everything's separate. And then we're in this place of like, now what do I do? And you know, you want to stew, but then you also don't. And you know, everything's so separate and choppy. But I love yeah. something and how you just described that. I think it's just that that way of like yeah, saying yes to everything. Like even it's very paradoxical, but even you said, like, I don't have to feel this way, but even in I don't have to feel this way is a sort of a yes, like, okay, but it, it's here. Like, yes, yeah. lean in, welcome yeah. it, feel it, yeah. it, regain that closeness, and then you aren't going to feel this way. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. You know what comes to my mind as you say that, too, is how even before I, I, I came to this understanding, I'd had experiences of that. You know, this, this isn't something unique to this understanding. The understanding just points to how life works. And it's always been working this way, but, you know, culturally, our conditioning is you're justified to get mad at that person for saying that, you know, and it, it kind of reinforces the outside in way of seeing things. But I, I know I can look back in my own life and see how I went through that whole cycle of getting upset and then finding that seamless space again, and how beautiful that was. But not connecting the dots that every time I get upset, I could actually come to this seamless space again, you know, because my paradigm of life was still outside in. So I was more into my habit, my habitual way of responding. And yet, I've had the experience. So it's not unique to this understanding or or, or to where I'm at, but with this understanding, uh, um, it's helped me to ground, is that the right word? It's helped me to become familiar with, become grounded in this dynamic of, you know, getting caught in it, looking outside in and going through the whole thing and that it can stop and come back around and be embraced. Oh, that's so good too, because really, the other thing that it seems to me is that these sleeping dogs, they want to be awakened. They don't want to be down there sleeping anymore. We talk sometimes about how everything is just energy and how it wants to move. Mm -hmm. and how we get into trouble when we want to resist what's going on. You know, I love your analogy of the bucket of water. There's a river of life. Something scary comes up and we take this bucket of water out of the river and we look at it and try to analyze it. Like, you know, what's going on here? And we can hold that bucket out of the water. That's like a sleeping dog. We can hold that bucket out of the water for years and continue to be driven by 
you know, that past experience and the meaning we gave it and not wanting it to happen again and, and all that. But how it is that the water in that bucket is still that energy of the river and it wants to move. So it's like kind of the design of things, the, the design of our psychology and, and the unfolding of creation, if you want to say that, the unfolding of life around us, is that if we press something, if we have suppressed something, that energy, it still is that intelligent energy that it was when it was moving and I said no. And it still wants to move. Oh, it's kind of like if you dam a river, right? Okay, so the river's moving and you put a dam up. The water behind the dam stops moving. But the intention of that water is actually building more and more pressure to get back into the river and, and get back home to the ocean. It, just because it's suppressed, because I've stopped it for a while, it still wants to move. So circumstances will come up, and the circumstances are neutral, but it triggers that old memory. And that's the opportunity. There's a little crack in the dam. Maybe this time I'll meet it. I'll meet it in a way that I'm not afraid of it, so I don't want to stop it or push it down. And it has the opportunity to move. Yeah, and as it moves, then I'm back in that seamless, open space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sweet. mind blowing to see how how it's so sweet and innocent of us, but how we totally misunderstand that, and how that causes just endless suffering. That we would go through life. I went through decades. Most people probably have of like, why is this trigger still here? Why did that have to happen? What's wrong with me that I had that this still gets gets pushed on, you know, that this still comes up with this much energy. Like, and I think that's all that is, is just this filter of, of me and, and right and wrong. When there's a me with a life, like we better get it right. We should work through our stuff and this shouldn't happen. And you shouldn't, you know, lash out at people innocently and all of that stuff. So it's like, it's just crazy as you're talking. It's just so mind blowing to see something that is absolutely perfect that it's just a damned river that's just like, hey, any chance it gets, just let me be what I am. Just let me express. That's all it is, right? Mm-hmm. But but how wrong we see that through these filters. Yeah, yeah. It, it is such a, I mean, and I love too how life is just so patient with us, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, we'll keep bringing it up. It'll keep come up, and it's like it—it it doesn't have an agenda. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like okay, we'll try again next time. I'm the one who beats myself up for not getting it. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the thing about um, let's figure out where this comes from and let's get it right so this doesn't happen again. Well, I was explaining this analogy to our client not too long ago, and. She's kind of nodding, and it looks like she's getting it, you know, and it's like, oh, this is great. She's going to start welcoming these feelings. And then she says, yeah, right, so if I just figure out what this thought was, what this circumstance was that got it going, then I can work it out, right? And and, and what came to me was like, well, no, not exactly, see? It's not the pedigree of the dog (laughs) that, that, that needs to be embraced, that has anything to do with embracing that 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 being, that energy, in this case the feeling, it doesn't matter what caused it. It's just an energy that we've blocked. Yeah. And it's only in being willing to meet it, to, to get close, to embrace it, to hold it, to pet it, to love it. <laughs> that, uh, There's no that, way that us saying no is going to like do the trick for life, you know, like, like, like life, life is like you said, it's so patient. It's just here. It's not, we can add stories too about like, oh, I haven't learned this lesson yet. And that's just this spin on, you know, that still makes it our fault somehow or something, but it's like, you're right. It just is this energy wanting to be expressed. And I, and I just, what I heard and what you were just saying is like, wow, there's no way saying like saying no or manipulating it or figuring something out, it's just never, ever going to really cut it. 
thankfully. Thankfully, because life is all about yes. <laughs> Life's like, I'm just lifing, you know, it's just this. So it's like, we have to come around. We don't have to, but like the the answer, the path is always the yes. It's always ultimately like, doesn't matter what caused it. I might know, I might not know, but either way, I I want to lean in and welcome this. Yeah, no, I love that. That life is just about yes, because it's um, it's like I look back at my life. That's that's been the cause of all the suffering, and yet I've always loved being out in nature, and I've always seen that what makes nature so perfect and beautiful and harmonious is that everything in it, every being, every tree, every animal, every molecule of water in the creeks, they're all just saying yes. Mm -hmm. And they're all just responding to this intelligence that is at their core. You know, a tree is just being a tree. And the little strawberries that are growing underneath it in its shade, the tree isn't saying, oh, let me make shade for the strawberries. The tree is just being a tree. But the intelligence behind the tree and the strawberry and everything else has it all worked out. So nobody has to worry <laughs> about getting enough, you know, like you say, when it's about me and all that is generated out of a perception that I'm separate and alone. Yeah. And, it, and it's amazing to see, and we can just see this for ourselves, how much the mind will try to come up with anything it can to kind of prevent us from feeling and from welcoming and saying yes. And it yeah. it feels very well-meaning even sometimes when you feel, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like there's really great questions. Like, um, like if, if I know this is old and it's from something my dad did 60 years ago or whatever, like if I know this isn't true, why would I have to feel it? Now that's a great question. We can ask that with curiosity. And there's also something in there sometimes of the mind just trying anything it can to just prevent us and away from feeling. And I, even to say it that way doesn't, that makes the mind sound like it's it's sneaky yeah. or bad in some way. But but yeah, I feel like just the the bottom line, like when you talk about nature, that kind of brings it right back to just this absolute simplicity. It's like the bottom line simplicity and all of life, and we will totally not see this a lot of the time, is kind of, it kind of feels like what you're saying of like, just yes, this, right here, this, yes. Because right now, right here, this, yes, is changing so quickly, we couldn't hold on if we wanted. So it's so funny that we're in these concepts and a mind that's saying no, and what about this? And what's the cause? And wants to distract us with all of this conversation when it like, like, how is my shade? And that strawberry should be bigger by now. Like none of that's happening. It's just like, okay, some strawberries will will die. Yeah. Some will not fully grow. So what? Somewhere yeah. else, some will. Like it, you know, it's like just this myopic picture that shows up. And we it, when we back up, it's just kind of like, yes, yes to this, whatever this is. Yeah. Well, you know what's coming to my mind as you're sharing that is um. Uh, you know, the analogy you used in, in just a thought that, that the mind, the brain, is more like a computer mm-hmm. and it has limitation. And it's like, I don't know if the mind could ever really figure out that leaning into a feeling is going to make me feel better because its software is kind of like uh, this category of feelings is dangerous, therefore we respond that way. You know, so it's got to the. the <laughs> Logarithm, not the logarithm, the algorithms on how to respond. But what's what's beautiful again? I'm playing with the metaphor. But as I have begun to experience more and more this saying yes in the face of what I used to want to run from and suppress again, it's almost like there are new neural pathways here. The, the, the brain does begin to learn that even if it initially feels scary it may not be and i've even had the experience of where um i get really triggered and before i kind of get myself turned around and and and, um experience you know seeing it differently experiencing it differently there's a little knowing that 
this is going to be good. <laughs> you know, it's like, this feels so bad. And I've experienced often enough now that when I meet those strong feelings that I've not wanted to feel my whole life, when I'm willing to meet the strength of those feelings, something really good comes out. It's completely, it changes my life. And so it's like the brain is starting to pick up on yeah. the fact that it's, it's old default actually may not be necessary. Yeah. It may actually, you know, if it's designed to move me into safety and security and enjoyment, it starts to learn that even the stuff that it had categorized as off limits, no fly zone, we don't go there, I'll do everything I can to protect you, rely on me. <laughs> and then we start this new process of leaning in to the no-fly zone and it starts to learn oh look at that it's actually ending us up where it wanted to get us by protecting us so it's, it, the brain can learn it's a, it's an interesting thing well i love how you're saying that too because it kind of highlights that we aren't gonna we aren't going to necessarily feel safe to start with. Like we're not going to have the magic insight where, and this is so such a common thing I hear, like I want to have an insight first that shows me that feeling is safe so that it's not scary. <laughs> then I'll lean in. Oh, like yeah. if I know it's okay, then I'll lean in. And it's like, it's not going to work that way. That's another kind of shifty way that the mind's sort of saying no, because it doesn't know to your point. Yeah. But but it's okay. Like I just talked with someone this morning and it's so understandable. It's like she had so much chronic pain and then depression and and she's telling me it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And and I so get that, but it's like this little distinction of like that's a thought though. The mind is saying it's not safe. The feeling itself, like you, you, you can't really convince the mind intellectually, but just leaning into that is going to show you and your mind that it is safe. And there's no other way, I don't think. And, and even saying it like that makes it sound like we have to trust and have faith and lean in. And, and that's, but, but it doesn't have to be that big a deal. That's why I love to call it leaning in. It's like just dip a toe in and come back out and then try it again next week if you have to. However it goes, it's that little yes, that little welcoming that then starts pulling us through. And then like you're saying, before you know it, even the mind is like, all right, I'm not going to fight this anymore, which is amazing when it all feels like it's yeah. all aligned that way. Yeah, 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 it is really sweet. And, and so... Um, there seems to be this role of um, deepening in my understanding, deepening in my grounding, whatever, that might be a reflection of this mind beginning to trust that a different algorithm is really a better way to go. Um, and so, you know, I, I always want to work with the big stuff, but I find that I can also work with the little stuff. Like if I'm, waiting in line at the grocery store. I always want the shortest line, of course. And everything's going great. And then the guy in front of me, you know, he's got to have a price check, you know, and it's like taking forever. And I look around, if I'd been in that line, I and all that kind of thinking. Now, that's not nearly as much as the big triggers, those sleeping dogs that, you know, my father used to talk to me like that and that, that really have driven a, a lot of my behavior. It's just a, a small thing. But even that, it's almost like I can catch myself in the slightest little uh, nuance of, of contraction, of disappointment, of, of annoyance, just a little. Yeah. And it's like, oh, even this, I don't have to, feel, you know, I'm big deal. I'm a little annoyed about having to wait longer. In the past, I just kind of, okay, no big deal. But I see I don't even have to feel that. Not that I don't have to feel. I don't have to experience even that level of annoyance or contraction because it's not true. <laughs> I'm listening to that story. It's, uh, you know, i got to get out of here as quickly as possible. I've got this expectation that it's not being neat. Life isn't showing up the way I want it. And so I start to contract. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Life is showing up the way it's showing up. So again, it's, it's some degree of no, 
And even the slightest no, I can embrace and completely change what's occurring on the inside. Yeah. The leaning into those those little ones um, is is huge. I think yeah. that some you know, and it's funny how the mind kind of thinks it knows even what's little and big and what's separate or what about, you know what I mean? Like, like I bet however your dad talked to you is maybe why you're looking around at line in the grocery store. Like, how would we ever know? Right. But as, and, and, you know, I, I shared this a little bit on our call, but when I was silent for a week, um, that's one thing I saw is that it, this, and I don't have a great way of saying it, but it's almost like this underlying sleeping dog. If it if it had words to it, it had a flavor to it, let's just say my flavor would be something like um, powerlessness or being left behind. Oh my gosh, if I didn't see how every little annoyance and the really big ones, like parents triggering me and then the little stuff like like raising my hand and somebody calling on someone else, it's all the same thing. It, I kind of really just was on to like, oh my God, it's all tied to that, if that makes sense. And so, and, and maybe it is for everyone, maybe it isn't, but it's really speaking to what you're saying, which is like these triggers that seem inconsequential and like, they're, you know, not that big a deal. It's, it's just undamming that river. It's just bringing up something that just wants to be felt. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting, Amy, because as I was thinking about, you know, doing this podcast with you and feeling our feelings, I remember, gee, it was back in the, let me think, back in the late 80s, early 90s, where Connie and I were studying with a teacher, Arnold Patton, and, and he had... Um, developed what he called the feeling exercise. And so we would do these support groups every week with a number of people, and part of the structure of the group was we would each do this feeling exercise, and it was very simple. You know, just get in touch with one of those feelings that you don't really like, and feel the feeling free of any thoughts you have about it. You know, it's like, I mean, this is what we're talking about, right? When, when I lean in, I'm feeling that feeling, Without the labels, without, you know, I mean, that I can't really feel it if I'm still calling it anger. I have to just feel it for what it is. So it was interesting to look back and it's like, how many times did I do that feeling exercise? And yet it's not what I experienced today. And how, uh, well, I'll just share another thing that I thought was really sweet about it is that when you had kind of been willing to feel that feeling, really lean into it, then he suggests that you feel love for that feeling. So that's like the sleeping dog, you know, it, 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 the sparking and the way to really settle it and, and reconnect and, and establish a deeper bond going into the future is that love that we share. You know, I love you. And then he said that the last part of it was to feel love for yourself, feeling that feeling. I loved how he really unfolded that whole experience and how many times I did it, but didn't seem to come to the place that I'm at now. And I feel like a big part of what's different now is my deeper grounding in the inside-out nature of life. Because I would go through that experience and have a really good experience, and then I would step away from that support group and go through my life still interpreting life outside in. So then I'd get triggered, and then I would do the feeling exercise. But until I shifted the big paradigm, it uh, it was kind of a one-off situation. Yeah, yeah, I get that, and it, and it could still. There's a weird way that our mind kind of frames things too, where it maybe it, it maybe this wasn't for you, but as you're sharing it, I was just thinking like it could still look like what I'm feeling is this childhood wound or this way I was mistreated or this problem I have or, you know, like the mind will kind of just yeah. hold things in that way. And then you're right, it can be helpful to feel it in a group setting or something, but it's still, you still walk away feeling like this is my issue and I just felt it and I helped it and I helped myself and I can give it some love, yeah. but it's a thing, you know, and that's what I love yeah. so much about um, like when I just drop in my body and especially when I can do it with my eyes closed. 
initially, it's like it feels like my body maybe. But pretty quickly now, it doesn't feel like my body anymore. And it doesn't feel like me feeling my dread or my whatever in my body. It's like eyes are closed. There's just this pulsing life. There's just life being felt. And there's no boundary. It has nothing to do with me. And it's not mine. And there's just an automatic like accept acceptance is not even the right word but it's just it's just aliveness like and it's it's what you said it's feeling it without the labels about it but it also is feeling it like you know related to that it's not my thing i'm feeling it's not my old wound or my trigger it's just like the pulse of life we all have these bodies that are like instruments that get to feel the pulse yeah. of life and even your childhood wounds are and mine they they're really not any different like you know we're we're all sharing this stuff we've all been through our own version of the exact same stuff so there's something in that about like we don't have to hold it as ours that helps us i think even more fully feel it oh, i really like that i didn't look at it that way for me that's really beautiful how if i if i really feel the feeling free of any of the thoughts about it, all that, no matter what the feeling is, all that I can possibly be feeling is that animating energy and intelligence of life. Yeah. And that's not personal. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and what a beautiful thing. And, and another thing that just pops into my head too is as I feel that animating energy, this, this passion of life, when I really get to that place, it's not a passive thing. It wants expression. Yeah. It, it almost, when I feel that, it's, I just want to share that. You know, I think we've all had that experience. We have some insight. We just want to share it. You know, we, we've, we've seen some deeper reality. We've touched something that animates us. And it doesn't want to just stay in here. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful thing. That, that, you know, the love that we are wants expression and isn't that what makes the world so rich it's just us sharing that yeah so natural yeah it is really yeah it is it's it feels very one very connected mm -hmm. almost like this aliveness is the same aliveness that's mm -hmm. growing those strawberries and that's yeah. like in the like the energy of the river and that's when you feel anger and when I feel anger, we're, we're all just sharing this. It's all this yeah. one life that's being oh. expressed and felt. And then it like yeah. makes you like, wow, how amazing that we, that we have these bodies, which is kind of how we feel, right? It's our feeling instrument in a yeah. sense that we get yeah. to inhabit a character that has a body that gets to feel stuff. <laughs> I mean, that can sure feel like a not amazing thing at times, <laughs> but, but really, I mean... It's pretty amazing that feeling is like how, you know, to really look at that looks so mind blowing. Like, how is it that I can feel anything or that you could tell me a sad story and I could feel that just through mm -hmm. your story? And so, yeah, it does. It kind of widens it in a really big way, I think. And it's like, oh, this feeling thing is not, not so all the no's and the limits that the mind wants to put around it. It just doesn't make sense when we keep backing up and kind of leaning into it and see it in a bigger way. Yeah, and that's that's beautifully put, and and it brings up for me, kind of what oh gosh, uh, I mean, for a long long time that, that question, what's the purpose of life? Why am I here? What what's what's going on? And, and as you express how you know these bodies are just these these feeling instruments, and it's like what if our purpose here on Earth? I mean, we've got a lot to do, you know, as a society as a community we all need to contribute our skills and our abilities our talents and everything works out that way just the way it does in a forest you know the tree does its shading and the strawberries make their fruit whatever and they feed the squirrels you know? if we do what we're here to do is as a, as a body and as a, an individual everything works out as long as we're following that intelligence but the underlying purpose, I don't know, this just pops in the way, it's like the underlying purpose of having this body is simply to use 
those feelings as the, the, the guidance, as the GPS, to keep opening more and more to this energy that animates us. Because as we come into a body, things kind of close down to make everything work. And then as we develop, we learn or have the opportunity to learn more and more that yes is the answer. And if it's a no, we feel the feeling so we can get back to yes and how what if the purpose of life is simply expansion of consciousness? And then from whatever level of consciousness we're at, we contribute our gifts and talents in our community and society. But that's just to keep the system working. But the purpose behind each individual's life is to experience this fullness that we are, the feeling which we experience through the feeling of the infinite strength of love that we are. I mean, I don't know, that gets a little <laughs> out there, but... but no, but it, yeah. it does, you know, even if it, like, the purpose or not, it's like, it that, that is what feeling's doing, right? It's this... Mm -hmm. It's this opportunity, like like we started this conversation even, like it's this opportunity to say yes and open to that. So it's like, yeah, what if we just continue to follow that and say yes to everything? And that doesn't mean loving everything. It doesn't mean accepting it and any of that. It's just like saying yes to whatever, saying yes to mm -hmm. lack of acceptance, if that's what's arising, saying yes to yeah. I hate this, if that's what's showing up. Um, but yeah, that instrument, it's like, it's just so, such a perfect, I don't know, it's just always, always there. It's always there yeah. letting us feel life. Yeah. And I love that you're bringing up the whole saying yes to everything. And, and it reminds me of how when I really am open to saying yes to everything, so that I'm not afraid of whatever feelings might come out of a situation as long as I'm attuned with that intelligence within me, that knowing within me that's aligned with that infinite intelligence, I can say no to something. I can, I can, that's how I can create a healthy boundary in a relationship. Say it's an abusive relationship. I can say no without creating separation. I can say no with love instead of. So having to say no with this, you know, uh, defensiveness, this armor around my heart, and it's like, nobody, this is not going to happen. It's like, no, this is not going to happen. This is the, the strength that our love has is so much greater than the strength of a shielded heart. Yeah. You know, that's, that's in fear. So, I mean, even no to, like, physical circumstances are still a yes. There's still a yes to supporting the truth of what's going to bring the greatest harmony and beauty into life. And that's sometimes saying no to a behavior that somebody is expressing. Yeah. And, you know, I used to have so much trouble saying no. <laughs> and it's like, it's so beautiful now to be able to say no from love so that it's not a wedge between us. I'm still feeling really close to them. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's, we've got to find a different way here. Yeah. Ooh. It feels like it's kind of coming back. Well, on my mind is my dogs now. So it's like full circle <laughs> to the dogs, right? Because you don't, I mean, hopefully people don't go beat their dogs for barking. It's like, it, and, and even I think the animal trainers would say, you know, it's so much more about positive reinforcement than any kind of punishment. You kind of look the other way or you comfort them if they're barking because they're afraid or you look the other way if they're just yappy. And then when they stop, then it's like, yes, 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 you know. And so it just it's like it can all be done from that loving place. And the, that's always going to. Yeah, I, I just can't see how how yes is ever going to be. Yeah. worse than no or less powerful <laughs> you know less powerful yeah. in some way than no yeah 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 it's so beautiful and how it you know life will just keep bringing us more and more yeah it's like peeling the onion you know it's like boy i've really got it together now and then boom yeah <laughs> so there's a dog i didn't even know was sleeping down there yeah. but now it's it's not well i'm not afraid of it so much that sydney banks um, 
statement. Um, if it's the only thing we learn is to not be afraid of is to not be afraid of our experience. That alone would change the world. But that the more I'm not afraid of my experience, that that has totally changed my life. And I see that that's kind of what is occurring when I when I feel so stable in a situation. In a situation that uh, in the past I would have gotten scared of. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm not scared anymore. If I'm not afraid, you know, I don't lose that grounding. And it's in, in understanding this yes nature of life, that the beneficial nature of life, the intelligence of life, the universe always does have my back. And that sometimes seems like it takes the blind faith. <laughs> this doesn't look like anything I would want happening in my life. Um, but that being able to relax into that experience, just, yeah, life is good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this, Bill. Mm-hmm. This has been such a good discussion. And I love that I didn't really, I just had a sense about it, had no clue where we were going. Not that I ever do, but it was just, just awesome how it all flowed together. Yeah. And yeah, it's really yeah. good. Well, thank you, Amy. I always love exploring this whole aspect of how life works and how when we come together and start sharing it, it opens up a whole new distance of, of understanding, you know, when we come together. It's, it's, it's so powerful. It's, it's lovely. So thanks for the opportunity. Beginning in early January, I'll be leading a brand new course, the Welcoming What Arises Workshop. This three-week course will expand on the free Welcoming What Arises class I taught last January. In the workshop, we'll lean in together, learning to fully embrace the felt sensations of life. I've found this way of going straight into the physical to be incredibly powerful and freeing. I'd love for you to join us for this workshop. Go to dramyjohnson.com slash welcoming class to learn more and to sign up. The 2024 Change Coach Training Program is now enrolling. The course begins in January and is the most complete, supportive training around. See all the details and save your seat in this intimate group training at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training.